Just warning you well, right after now. After what happened, the holiday season is supposed to be a time of joy and love and sharing and caring and people are walking around with a big old chip on their shoulder. You just have to remember that just because everybody else is being a Scrooge doesn't mean you guys have to be a Scrooge. Well, I'm not being a Scrooge, well, but I'm going to call people I, out I, when I, they're being... I know. I'm just saying, like, keep that in mind long term, <laughs> not just tonight. You better get off my back, man. <laughs> you better get off my back, man. No, you too. You stop that bickering right now. Do I have to make you hold hands throughout the whole podcast? <laughs> I'm going to start handing out handing you, out happy pills to everybody. Do you want to lose an eye? <laughs> is that what you told your mom did your mom ever do that to you what when, when you had well of course you, you had just sisters right mm-hmm. my mom tried that with us one time she she um there was this therapy or whatever this doctor who said well when your children start to fight you need to make them hold hands until they get along i never did that well, she tried that with us once until my brother tried to break my hand and then the the two my two my older sister and my younger sister are the ones that used to fight the most they were on each other's throat all the freaking time and you know what my mom did hmm. she would put me in between them Bonnie i was the, in the middle i was the middle child in so many more ways <laughs> This past week, I have come across so many people that are just, they're just cranky and in angry, a bad mood. Angry, angry people. Like, you know, there's I no reason. I think it's because, I, I know why it is. It's because people are so stressed out. They're like big balls of stress just waiting to explode because they, they feel like they need to spend all this money that they don't have to mm-hmm. buy presents for people. And then they're angry and stressed out about it all the time. And then they just go off on on people yeah i just think it's stupid i mean don't yes it is a stressful time of the year and i understand that people have you know their patients are on the very edge because it is almost christmas so it's kind of like you know the height of detention but don't don't be a dick just don't be a dick (laughs) that's good that's very nice uh holiday advice don't be a dick we should have some little holiday music behind that right now, too. <laughs> Where's my dude be nice That could be your Christmas present to me. From Vonnie. Don't be a dick. I think I'll put some little uh, holly around that. Put your face on it. Put it on Facebook. <laughs> Vonnie says, Take don't a picture be a dick. of a dick. Put some holly and a big red slash through it. <laughs> don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a holiday dick. <sighs> Can I say dick one more time? Dick, dick, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should do a holiday mashup song, too. <laughs> dick, 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 dick. I mean, if dick makes you guys feel better. Oh, dick always makes me feel better, huh? <laughs> That's a whole nother subject. <laughs> Speaking of dick, I'm not going to review the book, but it cracks me the hell up that I just happened to run across the same book. And I don't remember if, if Jacob told me the name of the book with the dolphin sex in it while he was talking about it on the podcast. Remember, he was talking about the dolphin sex book. Was I here when oh, Jacob yes. was here? No, you weren't. <laughs> okay. I don't think you, you were here. It. I think it was just me, you, and Jacob that day, wasn't it? I wasn't think it, it might us? have been. But there, it, it was really cute because he didn't review that book, but he was talking about a book he was reading currently. Yeah. And it was a really raunchy book and where this guy suddenly found himself attracted to dolphins. Let me just tell you, their penises are like fucking magnificent. Like mag- Huge. Norm- yes. I, oh, my God. <laughs> right. Because so. if you've seen the show Blackfish on Netflix, it has yeah. like footage of the dolphin's penis because they take the sperm out of it like they use it they so they like make it ejaculate so they can collect the sperm and i'm like i didn't need to see this <laughs> yeah yeah that part was a little rough on blackfish so, so i just right i don't remember if i put that on hold when jacob i don't really find myself doing that really i don't no i think i because i read the description of the book and it didn't say anything about dolphins in the description Mm-hmm. But the book sounded good, so I checked it out, and it was the same book. Oh, my God. I laughed so hard when I got to the part about the dolphins. I almost peed my pants. That's funny. Oh, so there you go. There's your little holiday cheer right back at you. Hmm. Now so I have to tell you what it is. Just so Dolphin you, sex. Yeah, You can avoid it if you don't want to read about dolphins. And sex. if you don't want to see penises, don't watch Blackfish. Also, if you do are see- emotionally... 
unstable, don't watch Blackfish. There was something that I watched, and I can't remember what documentary it was, but, you know, I, I like all of those, like, fishing boat kind of things. And she this like, was She one, needs a sea captain, Bonnie this was does. a little different. The, and this was one that were, they were, like, whales, and I, I don't know if they got caught up in, a, in them mating or whatever, but, yeah. Oh, Blackfish is about... Uh, do you know what that? Because it's really famous. Uh, it's a documentary, and it's about uh, the Sea World. The, Shamu, is it? Not Shamu. The the great killer whales. Yes, killer whales um, that Six Flags had that had killed somebody numerous times. Yeah, Ooh. and it talks was it about Six it. Flags. Six Flags. I thought it was um, uh, Sea World. Oh yeah, Sea, sea, sea World. World. Whatever. <clears throat> same same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, the one that grabbed the girl's ponytail and drug her into the water. She's it's killed. Like four people. Yeah, it grabs. Oh. It wasn't just one person, and, and one like let it go. over the course of like thirty years, it killed four people, and they never did anything about right. it. So that's what it's about. But it's also like they mistreated this animal, also because they got it. it like a different company had it when it was a baby, and they took it from its parents. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how, um, like, like. Those animals are very intelligent, and they mourn when they lose, uh, like their child, and so right. they literally go steal this animal from the ocean, and they put it into like a little exhibit zoo, but it was like on a marina, but eventually it got too big for its like where it would sleep at night because they never like expanded it. Oh, how depressing is so that? So they would kind of just shove it in and it was so big it couldn't move at night. So for mm. like 12 hours because they didn't want anybody to steal it. Jeez. Sho- and then uh, SeaWorld bought it. Okay, I'm not watching that. Yeah, it's like It was really sad. It you will you will not go to SeaWorld no. after watching it no, for sure. I, I'm not a big mm-hmm. fan of zoos or sea world anyway but which you know no offense to anybody who likes that sort of thing please don't give me hate mail well i I like zoos but this was like oh my god well look at the oklahoma city zoo they had problems with the dolphins and they decided not to because i I don't remember but the dolphins got sick and it had something to do like with water or the i don't know i know well that in to get like I don't, they're like stealing these an, you know animals well, from their right. families and they're like separating them in the sea like separating the babies from the mothers and like and they say dolphin or like and they always take the babies because they're easier to uh, transport and like it was anyways but yeah I, I, I don't mind zoos but like when you're stealing animals I understand if you like save an animal and like are protecting it mm-hmm. but like there's a difference between but, you know, I don't know if they did this just since that documentary went out, just trying to, you know, save face a little bit. But, like, they have a lot of SeaWorld rescues now. And they're, I mean, they're on TV on Saturday mornings. They have SeaWorld rescues where they rescue, like, seals and otters and stuff like in yeah. I think that's mostly because it's illegal for them to go steal animals. <laughs> well, they release them back. The ones that they yeah. can, they release back. Well, at least on the show they do. It's probably also a PR stunt. Yeah. Well, they they got a lot but. of PR after that, I'm sure. <laughs> but they did stop their breeding program and all that stuff, so I don't know. Anyways, unless less depressing subjects. Yeah, well, we should probably not talk about my book first. To go back to the to go back to the name of the book that you don't want to read if you don't want to read about dolphin sex, that would be Made for Love. <coughs> yeah. And that really wasn't what the book was about, but it, there was a lot of I mean, this guy suddenly gets almost raped by a dolphin and decides that he's only attracted to dolphins. Jesus Christ. I know, That's it's just weird. weird. I'm pretty Shit, sure man. that wouldn't even fit inside of him. <laughs> well, he obviously thinks it would. <laughs> Oof. <sighs> That's some rough stuff. I don't even want to... Now I can't even get the picture out of my head. <laughs> Sorry. You're welcome. It's that dolphin thing, man. Is that your Christmas present to me? Dolphin sex in my head? I... Hey, I'm not the one that originally brought this up, but I have a feeling that I would have ended up reading this book anyway, because I just tend to be driven towards the weird. It's just who I am. Well, did you read a weird book this week, Martha? Uh, 
Well, I read that book. <laughs> it was really fucking weird. I read four good books in one week. We should probably not talk about all of them. <laughs> it was a ama- it was an amazing book week for me. Some weeks you read a bu- you check out a bunch of books and you read like part of them and send them back, and then you just have a really crappy book week. This week I had four awesome books. They have stars by every single one that I read, except for the dolphin sex one. And that was just a little too weird. And that one actually was not a bad book because it kind of reminded me of The Circle. Remember The Circle, which was the one where mm-hmm. it was the social media one? With what Emma Watson in the movie? Yeah. What book are we talking about? The Dolphin Sex book, Made, oh, okay. made for Love. The majority of the book was actually about this woman who married this tech giant mm-hmm. who... She sort of married him because he sort of wanted to marry her and she, he was so rich and he was so insistent that she finally just said okay and she ended up marrying him. Well, she was with him for 10 years and she finally decided that she was going to leave him when one day he got down on one knee and presented her with a brain chip in a box. And said, honey, I want to meld brains with you. That's seriously. Weird. Seriously. And she was like, That's okay, I, I, I went along with all this other crazy shit that you made me do over the years because he made her sleep with a sleep helmet. And the toilet that she has to pee in detects things, you know, everything. She can only eat certain things. So she has to sneak out to the gas station to eat junk food. <laughs> you know? I mean, just everything. She's very controlling the dude is yeah mm-hmm. so i mean it was a really good book i shouldn't say it was a bad book just because of the dol- dolphin sex but it really was kind of a good book hmm. maybe i should tell you who it's by so in case you really do kind of want to read it it was by Al- Alyssa nutting it was called made for love so awesome. that part of it was really good and and her dad she goes to visit her dad and he is, he's an old dude. And she's, she decided she's going to leave her husband. So she shows up at her dad's house and there he is. And he's on his scooter, his mobility scooter. And he's got a naked mannequin woman on his lap. And he's spent some of his pension money on one of those lifelike sex dolls. <laughs> <laughs> and he's wanting want her to call call the woman by a name you know and pretending that she's real and all this shit so it was really kind of uh it had some really good parts in it and it brought up some really interesting subjects Mm -hmm. and i really thought a lot about different things while i was reading it so to me that kind of says it was actually a pretty good book Mm -hmm. minus the dolphin sex because that was really super gross well yeah (laughs) So people might like that. Yeah, so you're going to get two books two two <clears throat> books for the price of one for me in this in this podcast. But are you ever going to forget about about that? I'll never book. forget about that. No. So. I'll never forget the description <laughs> of the man nearly being raped by a dolphin. But actually I've sort of read about something like that in a book by Carl Hyacin. I don't remember which one it was now, just off the top of my head, but it was a similar thing. No, it must not be one I read. Where somebody was going to swim with dolphins, and the dolphins tried to rape the person that are swimming with the dolphins. I actually, actually saw, dolphins are pretty randy. Yeah, com- I, I comes saw to a documentary yeah. one time, and there was... Um, They're just like dogs. They like to hump things. Yeah. That, that happened to... <laughs> they a- do, Nicole. Come on now. <laughs> Go ahead, Bonnie. Sorry. Nothing. Just... It happened down in Florida, like in real life. I saw a documentary where, but these dolphins were kind of like the blackfish. They, you know, were in a small pen all night long and they were kind of mistreated. And the guy was kind of like exploiting them and letting people swim with the dolphins. And they never didn't give them, you know, very much of a break. Didn't really take care of them very well. Just making money off of them. And the dolphins got a little, little little randy with some of the customers and i mean viciously i mean 
Not not nice. Well, he wasn't. They weren't swimming up next to him saying, "How you doing?" <laughs> well, they do have teeth, you know. It was more like Fifty Shades of Grey kind of dolphin love. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> That is so sick. Oh, my God. We need to change the subject right now. Okay. Somebody else do something. Vani, you want to talk about your book? I can. Mine is mine is going to be is a little bit sad, too. Mine's really sad. Jesus, you guys. Okay, go ahead. Well, I didn't know mine was going to be sad. It's kind of a funny story, what happened with this book, because um, I just got done with one book, and I needed something to read for the next day, but I didn't want to do anything too major because I have a lot of books on hold and I'm like next in line for like three of them. It's called The Funnel. We call it The Funnel. Yeah. So I, I just kind of looked at what um, was recommended to me by the library and I just picked the very first one that was available mm-hmm. and checked it out and everything and downloaded it. And like the next morning, Martha sends me a text that book we recommended what was lost is in but somebody's already checked it out and I'm like wait a minute I checked it out (laughs) I didn't even remember that we recommended it oh to the library and I checked it out before she could well we got an email I was like I don't really remember recommending this but it says we did so did you recommend it (laughs) so evidently Vonnie did yep and I was like "Uh," and she's like somebody's already checked it out and I'm like Oh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> Not even on purpose, just, you know, very random. But it's it's called What Was Lost, and it's by Catherine O'Flynn. And this is a British novel. Woohoo, British! Which I know you love. Love them Brits! But it's depressing, which you hate, so Ugh. you probably would not like it, Martha. Ugh. Um, And what it's about, it's about this little... It starts in in 1980s in the 1980s and it's about this little girl called Katie Meany and she's kind of a loner little kid and she's very into detective work and she doesn't have very much parental supervision so she takes what she does is she takes the bus to the mall which is the Green Oaks Mall which is kind of like it's not a real fancy mall. It's kind of they live in kind of a poor community, so it's kind of like you know, before Crossroads got all gangsta, <laughs> kind of like. <laughs> you mean after it got gangster? It's kind of because it was really nice before <laughs> it went gangster. For people who don't live in Oklahoma City, you're gonna have to explain yourself on that well, one. Well, just it, it's more of a it caters to more of the lower middle class mm-hmm. let's just say that and but she goes and she walks around with her little notepad and she has a little stuffed bunny which is her you know kind of like her who was who it that Sherlock Holmes had Watson Watson is kind of like her Watson uh-huh. and um it's like you know helps her you know look out for criminals and and she'll like sit for like two or three hours just watching people that she calls suspects because she thinks that they're gonna like rob a bank or I used to do crap like that when I was a kid and, I, I was mean a strange this little girl kid, is like you know a, it like extreme she even made herself business cards on her typewriter that she got mm-hmm. for Christmas one year I mean she's just all out and it gives her business cards to people mm-hmm and well, she doesn't have very many friends that that's her age because she's very quirky and people just don't understand her. And she basically only has one friend that's her age. And then she has another friend who's like 20, who is one of the shopkeeper sons. And he works in the shop with his dad. And this guy actually hires her to help him with shoplifting problem. So he says. And so she does her little investigation scopes out the store and then gives him like his her recommendation it's just cuter than shit it really is (laughs) the little girl's just adorable in this book and well she disappears nobody knows what happens to her she vanishes yeah oh and um then it fast forwards to 2003 And the book is really kind of about 
the people that are affected by her disappearance. Mm-hmm. So it's about like, you know, the shopkeeper's son, the shopkeeper's son's sister, and about their lives in 2003 after the disappearance of this little girl. Because the 20-year-old is a suspect because, I mean, he's 20 years old and a friend of a little kid. And he's, you know, the last person to see her. And then there's a security guard at Green Oaks Shopping Mall who um, sees the little girl in a in a um, security moni- monitor. And it's the little girl's ghost. Whoa, crap. Yeah, so then he's affected by seeing, because he thinks it's an actual little kid. He doesn't realize it's a ghost at first. And so, I mean, he tells people about this little kid. Then they realize that, you know, he, he's talking about a little kid that disappeared, what, 20 years ago? 38, 9, 10? Yeah, 20 years ago. And so then, you know, he's affected by by it. So I really thought this was going to be more of a, like, murder mystery about the little girl. Mm-hmm. But it actually turned out to be more about the lives of the people that were affected by her disappearance. Mm-hmm. That sounds and really, really awesome, I'm not telling though. too much about it because that's in the excerpt. The only thing, I, I mean, I did like this book. I, I, I wouldn't have quit reading it. But it did drift a lot off of the main storyline. Some of the content had absolutely nothing to do with where the story was going or about. It sounds really interesting. It was interesting and it was very... Because you want to know what happened to this little girl. Yeah. And there were some... A couple of little moments that were kind of like, oh, really? Oh, it kind of makes me want to read it now. You know, I love that yeah. kind of stuff. But um, but you said it was depressing, though. Well, the characters, it, it's kind of written like in a very, I don't want to say depressing way, kind of just a, a downplayed way, because the characters in the book don't have the greatest lives in the world and it kind of reminded me of the writing of like girl on the train it's very very good writing but it's more negative than positive if that does that make sense yeah 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 okay but the writing kind of reminded me somewhere between girl on the train because of the the pessimism the pessimism in it good word that's a good word thank you (laughs) And Girl with All the Gifts. Because Girl with All the Gifts, they did kind of drift a little bit in that book. Yeah, you're right, they did. I did like that book. I really did like that book, but they did drift. And that was kind of like this one. It was like they would drift off, then they would come back to the storyline, and then there would be a part of it that I was just like, what? Wait a minute. What? (laughs) And so I kept you reading. So, I mean, I would give it a 4.5. It wasn't my favorite book, but it was good. Hmm. It sounds like it had a lot of good bits and pieces in it, though. It Mm -hmm. had a lot of good bits and pieces. There was just a lot of fluff in between. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. (coughs) Okay, title and artist again. What was lost by Catherine O'Flynn. And it is very British. The terms... Very British. Oh, you know I love myself some Very British. British. <laughs> Get myself some digestive biscuits and a cup of tea. And yeah. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. So I read uh, Orphan Train, and it is by Christina Baker Klein. And okay, so I really liked this book. Essentially, it is there's two storylines that you follow, and it goes back and forth. And one takes place in the very early 1900s, and it's about an orphan. And she, uh, her parents had, and I'm not giving anything away, this is within like the first like 20 pages of the book, but okay. her parents um, immigrated to America from Ireland. Um, at the time, people who were Irish were not uh, looked highly upon. Right. And within the first, the first couple of weeks of them moving to the United States, her entire family dies in a fire. What? Oh. Yes, um, because they were poor and were living. Oh. Anyway, so she is then an orphan, 
and they tell her her baby sister died, and she had pretty much been taking care of her baby sister. And how old is this girl again? Uh, she, I believe she's like an eight or nine when this happens. So they, um, they by the government, picks her up, puts her on a train, and sends her to like Minnesota. Not really Minnesota, but they put her on a train with like hun- like hundreds of other orphans and send them west. It's called the orphan train, and it's for real. Like this actually happened. Oh so God. they would actually do this. The the uh, yes the between like 1890 and 1925, uh, they would actually put fill up uh, trains full of orphans and send them out, and they would actually end up as indentured slaves most of the time. Oh, my Um, God. So this follows, so part of the book follows her story, um, and she does find, she ends up going through several homes, so you get to hear all about that. Um, And then, like, you you get to find out about her life. Um, Her life is not, like, it is fictional. Um, That's the right word, right? Like, not true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but the, the main events are like this like people really got shipped away okay so what it is is a a fictionalized yeah it's historical fiction yeah okay yeah it's a fictional story based on true events yeah okay and then so the second storyline um that they follow is about an orphan in modern times and she is like really she's almost like she's in high school um so she's pretty like she's not a child mm-hmm. anymore and um she's getting in a lot of trouble they describe her as very tip like very stereotypical which i'm gonna get back to that in a second um black hair wears all black gets goth. is goth getting in a lot of trouble has piercings and tattoos and she got a she or stole email. a book um from a library and gets stuck doing like community service hours Mm -hmm. she can't get any community service because everybody thinks she's a troublemaker but finally this old woman who's like 90 in her 90s uh says she can do community service by cleaning out her attic Mm -hmm. and she ends Hmm. up helping this old lady uh clean out her attic which really means they're just like moving things out of boxes so the old lady can stare at them and tell her stories about them <laughs> um, and then because put them back in the exact same because place. Because the old lady is lonely and wants somebody to yeah. talk. Kind of. So it's basically her community service is hanging, hanging out, out with, with an old lady. lady. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it, um, there are two stories kind of like both old, the, simultaneous. You kind the the modern orphan and then the orphan from the beginning of the story their stories kind of collide and it's very interesting okay but for some weird reason which because i never do this i went and read reviews on this book like in the middle of me reading it (gasps) what why would you do that i don't even know why like i literally have no idea why i did did that not give you spoilers no it actually didn't because i had okay so part of the modern day orphan like their description one they describe her as being goth and a really big troublemaker but they also go and her like current foster parents they pretty much call the dad a pussy in the book like like he's not very he's not gonna stand up for her even though he like wants to take care of her and everything he's Mm -hmm. not gonna and his wife like freaking freaking hates her and they describe the foster parents as only wanting her for the money mm. yeah. that you get from. And so I was reading these reviews and people literally hate the book because of the way they're describing the foster parents. What? And Why? because they're describing her so like, like, like all goth and so we, because, and so then when I first read it, I was like, what the hell? Like she... So the the foster mom, they also like she's mean to this orphan, kind of, and they describe her as a Republican, gun loving, like flag toting, like brazen woman, NASCAR woman, pretty much. And actually, after reading, so when I first read the all the the reviews, 
about the that I was like, who cares? Like the author can describe this person however she wants. However she wants. But then after finishing the book, that actually had nothing to do with it. Like why did she go and describe cuz you could have done every you could have described her without calling her a republic like well it's the author's discretion I know I know but, but it yeah, really was right, there was no because, purpose to that it's yep. stereotyping you can't call somebody well just, just you because can, but the problem is is the reader it's through the mind of the reader because so. here's the other thing is not there's not a single other character that she gave a like a political stance to or like you know like went into these weird things about. So it was just the foster parents. I wonder it was if just they the were foster based, mom. I wonder if it was based on somebody she knew. So then, <laughs> I don't know. Probably was. Dang. But in like, I don't. I used to describe myself as Republican. I don't really anymore. But um, I, I, it is kind of weird, and it does kind of makes you wonder what the what was going on in the author's mind. I always I go know. there in in my own mind because yeah. you have to wonder. What were the circumstances under which the author might describe someone in that way? Whether it was a neighbor that treated her poorly. Like, she's really pissed off at Republicans. I just got to tell you that. because, Or or whether it was somebody that she grew up around or it was somebody in her family. Perhaps I'm just describing this from personal experience. Because here's my deal (laughs) is, like, it doesn't matter what. Like political, religious right, person, like anybody can be a horrible ass foster parent. You're absolutely There's right. There's shitty parents all over the, like, you know, and so I just thought it was so weird. And that's their, the, some of these comments. But here's my thing I still like the book. Yeah. I think it was unnecessary, like, for that. I don't really care. Like, that is her discretion. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably, I did, I even thought it was weird. At the time I, where you were reading yeah, it? Yeah. But I didn't really think about it. Mm. I was just like, okay. Mm. Yeah. And then there was no point to it. It never tied into the rest of the, like, I don't know. You could have just said she was a shitty foster parent and yeah. found ways to describe her. Or you could have described her in a ton of other ways. Gun toting. Yeah, you can still well, say like flag waving. Flag you know, waving. You could have talked about um, some of the things that she specifically had done. Yeah. So without it, going into... Um, a, poli- a political, political affiliation. Right. Anyways, like it to me, it didn't really take. Yeah, it was weird. It didn't take away from the book. A lot of people did think it took away from the book because they're sitting there literally rating this one and two stars beca- because because of, of this. Yeah, and did. there's a couple of and like sour grapes to because me. of her description of the main orphan or like the current orphan or current day orphan because they don't like people who dress as no because they feel like they're stereotyping her into like this like all orphans are depressed and angsty and some i don't know so please but i still like it 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 was very interesting the only thing i do wish like if i was going to change something about the book um was i wish there were more like historical facts in it Oh, um, a little bit more meat on the bones, huh? Well, I mean, it was. I loved the way the book ties into itself and like the plot twists and all that stuff. Hmm. I I just wish it was longer. I guess, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's. But that's not a bad thing to wish for. That's true. And nobody like I. There's so many comments on here, good and bad. But everybody's like, I didn't know about the orphan train before. See, I had no idea about, about that. that. And the the one it I even was came thinking. to Oklahoma. There were really? like four or five states: Kansas, uh, like St. Louis. Um, I think it was like Nebraska. It, they'd all come down. And it was probably <laughs> so long ago that most of the people that would have been affected by it have have passed away by now mm-hmm. uh there's actually an organization because in the back of the book the author writes this like more information i wish i had the book on me mm-hmm. um there's an organization there are people still alive from it because some of them like um were like infants oh. when when they were shipped wow. up on this train um and so they've like tried been trying to get their stories written down and all this stuff there's actually a website on it now and there's a museum in st louis about it like an entire museum well maybe you should post Mm. that on our facebook page i can sure that'd be cool it's pretty cool yeah so people can read about it if they want to but that's super Uh, the reason that i thought that we had 
talked about this before is don't you remember that we talked about a book and I don't remember who reviewed it but there were two little kids on a train and it was really cold and they stopped and they had to get off the train and bury one of their that was the book thief that's That's the the beginning of the book thief yeah Oh, because that's where she gets the book. No wonder her, it sounded familiar. Her first book that she steals is the. No, no, no. But it was no. I'm not. That's not the same one I'm thinking of. Then, but there was there were two little kids that were traveling on a train. Okay, so this one does start uh, in the like early 1900s. There's the main orphan. She's traveling on a train, and she somehow gets shoved this baby because no none of the other kids know how to take care of it. And mm-hmm. so on the train, before they get to their destination, because it's like a four or five day train ride, she's stuck carrying, uh, taking care of this infant, and then gets in trouble. Or she doesn't get in trouble. There's like a group of little boys who get mm-hmm. in trouble, and the main little troublemaker gets like forced to sit with her. But they mm-hmm. actually end up making friends while they're on the train, and that storyline goes on further through the book as well. Aww. But they have to. What happens is they get off the train, and they usually go to like city hall, or there will be like a meeting room at the train station. And they literally have the orphans line up and people come pick out which ones they want. And if no one picks you, you get shoved back on the train to the next destination. And if nobody picks you at the end of the trip, you get shipped back to New York and you hope there's room for you in the God, that's so depressing. Dang. Man. But it talks about how they're like barely feeding them on the train. Like they might get like an apple for lunch and like a peanut butter sandwich for dinner. And then, like, that infant that she was taking care of, like, they didn't have milk for it, so she had to figure out how to feed it. Oh, my gosh. That is super depressing. Yep. And they, like, don't really have clothes. Um, Some of them have, like, a bag that they got to bring, but uh, they're not allowed to take personal personal valuables with Mm. them. Um, So... Like, if you have, like, necklaces or anything your family gave you, you can't keep it. Well, I would assume that that would be too difficult to keep track of, you know. Well, that and it would cause fights and That's what I meant. Keep track of, you know, who belonged to what. Yeah. Possessions. Well, I mean, at the time, like, for their bags, they literally just lift them up and put them above their heads, like, on the train. Mm -hmm. They didn't, like, send it with other people or anything. Yeah. But... Mm. I don't know. It was a really good book. But I just thought I'd mention the other part just because I thought it was interesting. So maybe some of our in- in- readers will think that's interesting. It sounds interesting. But it sounds like a book I would read. Yeah, it yeah. does sound like a book you would read. Mm-hmm. But it's called The Orphan Train, and it's by Christina Baker Klein. Okay, time to go to Weirdsville. So, Gregory Maguire, writer of Wicked. You all know how much I love that book. I know. Me yeah. too. Love that book. And Confessions of an Ugly Step, Ugly Stepsister was probably even better. If it's possible to be better than Wicked, Confessions of an Ugly Stepsister was probably better. I haven't read that one yet. And the reason why I thought that was better is that it wasn't quite as weird as Wicked. It was a little bit more... Um, Mainstream? Yeah, it was a little bit more... Um, palatable for the the average person for people like me <laughs> yeah exactly i think you vani would really like confessions i have it at home i haven't read it yet yeah i know because i bought it for you i know thank you you're welcome so i, I highly recommend that one from gregory mcguire and the reason we're talking about it is because gregory mcguire has written another one called mm-hmm. hidden sea now in between wicked and Hidden Sea were a bunch of other books that he has written. And mm-hmm. I have read most of those. One of the most recent ones being uh, about Alice in Wonderland, which I did not like at all. I thought it was terrible. Sorry, Gregory. I didn't really... The, the story of Alice in Wonderland was was okay. I, I don't know. I, I There was something about trying to go there again that just didn't do it for me. Gregory Maguire is particularly good at taking fairy tales and doing something different with them. Right. That one, I I couldn't get into that book. I shouldn't say it was terrible. I didn't like it. 
So I was very skeptical about hidden C yeah. because I was like, you know, I just don't know if I want to spend the money on this because the library did not have it. Mm-hmm. And I deliberated for weeks going, oh, I really want to read this because it was the Nutcracker. And when we were talking about doing a Christmas show, I really wanted to read this. Mm-hmm. So finally, I convinced myself to break down and spend an audible credit on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to break out. I'm going to do it. And I loved it. It felt like the old Gregory Maguire. The wicked Gregory Maguire? Well, the confessions. Confessions? Yeah. It started out feeling like he's just really good at finding that fairy tale feel. I feel like I'm sitting in my bed with the covers you know, raised up, to, up to my chin and it's cold in my bedroom and my mom's telling me a story. I just feel, I have that feeling like the chills running up my spine with the Wicked Witch type feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. And I felt that right away. The story starts out and it's talking about this young boy who is a, a foundling. He was a foundling. A foundling. Mine wasn't an orphan, just didn't have very much parental supervision. Right, Right. he was a foundling, and so this old man and this old woman took him in. And at the first of it, it kind of felt like a Hansel and Gretel vibe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it was a big forest, it was the Black Forest in Germany. So you had that feeling of, oh, because the dude was a woodcutter. Mm. You know, and you had that feeling of, oh, and it was very fairy tale like. There were a lot of the things that you have to realize when you go in with a Gregory Maguire book is you're not going to get a straightforward story. And if you if you realize that from the outset, I think you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a seed, and then there's going to be the story that he weaves around it. Mm-hmm. You have to just accept it. You can't. And you're going to have to look for that seed in the story someplace. Or the nut, in this case, Mm -hmm. because it's the nutcracker. Mm -hmm. And the nutcracker story is eventually told in the story somewhere. Just in a very different way. Extremely different. And it was a very long book. And some people might find it a bit too long. Some people might find it a bit too convoluted. But I think if you just let go of all that and stop trying to find... Gregory McGuire is very... He, I mean, definitely a fantasy writer. He is, yes. His stuff is not like reality whatsoever, which is weird that I like those books, liked his books, because I don't like books like that. Yeah, well, he's not... This book is not for children, and I will not... It is not for children. It is not a fairy tale for for kids. Mm Mm-hmm. But it feels like... I like how he brings the darkness to the fairy tale. Oh, it's very dark. Like, he takes your fairy tale, and he makes it so... And he darkens it, and he twists it, and it's... It it, it just... It gives you a completely different feel to a fairy tale that you have known for years. Well, this this is not like that, in the case that there isn't much of a story, really, to the Nutcracker. If you're going to look at, like, when you go see the Nutcracker Ballet, there isn't really Mm -hmm. much of a story there. Love it. Well, yeah, but, I mean, this book is huge. And the story that you're going to get from that, I mean, he basically wrote an entire novel. So you're going to get a hell of a lot more than you're going to get from that tiny little bit that's there, eventually, in the book. Well, look at how he wrote how many books on Wizard of Oz? Yeah. And Wizard of Oz is one children's book. No, it's not actually. If you oh, look at if you look at okay. how many books were actually written, the original books, and they're okay. strange too. <laughs> I've never read Yeah, they're the very originals. strange. But but this is this is a little different in that it doesn't really follow that same story, but what he's done is he's created an entire backstory and an entire world for the Nutcracker. Yeah, and it's freaking <coughs> fascinating. I just am in awe of him and the way he did this. I knew that that nutcr- nutcracker was going to get built in there somewhere. I knew he was going to 
create it. I, I was waiting for him to do it. I was waiting for all of the pieces of the puzzle to come together. And when it finally did the satisfaction, I felt was just like, oh, yeah, hmm. I was pretty excited. So and I wanted to review it last week, but it just I felt like I wanted a little bit more time to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because it was, it is such a complex novel. It's not a quote Christmas novel. Mm-hmm. It's a fairy tale. Yeah, and the depth and breadth of it are extreme. It's not the kind of thing that you're going to recognize. Don't go in with the idea that this is quote the Nutcracker. Hmm. Because if you do, you'll be disappointed. That's not what it is. It's a story created with that in mind, and there are going to be pieces of it in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Go in with the idea that there's the seed there, that he created something from it, that he carved. That he carved something from it. Oh, my gosh. It's just so cool. (laughs) I really liked it. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I really really thought it was a great book. Yeah, don't be sorry. It sounds interesting. I mean, Gregory Maguire, I like Gregory Maguire. Now, I've only read his, um, I've read three of his books, and they were all the Wizard of Oz ones, Wicked, um, Son of a Witch, which, and that one, I think I like that one better than Wicked. Yeah, yeah. And um, Lion Among Men. Lion Among Men, which was a little out there. If I didn't already know, if I had not just read the other two books, I might have been a little lost with that one. Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of Lost, he also read a book called Lost, which was mm-hmm. harder than hell to read. I, it took me two tries to get through that one, and it? it was really, really hard to read because I kept looking for it to fit into the mold of the picture that was on the cover of the book, and that was it ultimately the mistake. Yeah, it See, I keep. I think that's that can be a big problem when you go in with the expectation of a book being something. Mm-hmm that it's not. Mm-hmm. If you just let all of your expectations go and enjoy what's there, I think life is a bit like that too. Let go of that expectation and just live and be and enjoy what you have. It, it's a lot more fun that way. Yeah. Boy, look at me getting all philosophical and shit. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so me took their smart pills before this episode. No, that was it. my coffee kicking in. Oh, <clears throat> what, what was the name of that again? It was called Hidden Sea. Spell it. H-I-D-D-E-N-S-E-E. Okay. Hidden Sea. I, I need to be better with my lists so that when I do the year-end review, because like, um, uh, what was it? Case of the Butter the butter Chicken? Taste, case of the Deadly Butter Chicken. The Deadly Butter Chicken. That episode, all I wrote down for you was Indian Spy Novel. <laughs> yeah. And the assistants, I sent Vanya a a revision because she had sent us the year endless because we're going to do our year in review next time. Mm -hmm. The assistants. It is supposed to be assistant. I don't think I changed that, so it's wrong on yours too. Assistant. (laughs) A-N-T. Like as in my assistant, not assistants. Yeah, and there was a couple more that I was kind of like. <laughs> Not sure what? what's what. I know. So I'd had, you know, well, I just go back and listen to the episodes. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are interested in finding out what our best books of the year, in our own opinions, of course, are going to be, then we are going to dip into that. I and, usually choose one in each genre. Yeah. And chime in. Tell us what your favorite book was for the year. Yeah. We'd or kinda... if you've read any of our books and. And you thought one of them was particularly better than the rest, and you've read them. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'd like to see what that conversation looks like. Or maybe you've read some of our books and you hated them. Yep. Tell us if you hated them. We'd like that, too. Unless it's the goldfinch. We are very understanding. Yeah. If, it's the goldfinch, if you hated the goldfinch, then you can just... We can be friends. Maybe yeah. you should just not tell us that. See, even Nicole said that, and she's usually the nicest of all, all of us. She's usually our lawyer. She's usually the one saying, oh, no, 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 no. And on an unrelated note, you guys can now follow us on Instagram. Just oh. search for three book girls, the number three book girls. Great. And Nicole We've takes like great seven whole pictures. pictures. Nicole is on the side, a 
fabulous freaking photographer. So Nicole's in charge of making sure we look good on Instagram. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's make my sure goal. we look good. Guys, yeah. I'm working She's, on more pictures. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have a lot of pictures of us. No. We need to, we need to get better at that. We need to have somebody come in and take us a picture of us, like, you know. I might have to pay Ryan Day to do that. He's really good at it. I wonder if he'll take beer. Probably not. He doesn't drink very much. Gosh, damn it. Does he read? (laughs) You'll have to ask him. I wonder if Ryan Day will take books and trade for uh, uh, taking some photographs. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) If I had my camera. Yeah, and see, on on that note of people who are assholes, somebody stole Nicole's camera, too. Yeah, but we did like talk about ago. that, didn't we? I don't think. I don't know. I don't think we did. Somebody stole Nicole's camera. Yeah, I know. I rem- I saw it on Facebook. I think. Yep. People are dicks. Yeah. Well, they're assholes. Merry Christmas! Don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> they need to go swimming with those Randy dolphins. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So that they're the ones that are screwed. You know what we should have on our uh, Facebook page? I wish we had a graphic artist on staff that so could... that we could have a picture of a dolphin wearing a uh, beautiful um, um, holly <laughs> wreath around its neck with maybe a little bit of mistletoe above it and a book. Wouldn't that be awesome? Can you with picture a, it now? With a dolphin? Well, yeah, because today is we're all talking about dolphins and Christmas and mm. all together. Nobody else is getting it. <laughs> I, I get it. I, I get it. I just don't know if it was that funny. <laughs> so I'm always funnier in my own head. <laughs> I mean, I mean. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Wait. so next week we're going to do our year in review. And also, when are we posting this? Because Monday's Christmas. Sunday night, just like always. So, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! From Three Book Girls! girls.